Hey, I'm Chris Cooper, and today I'm talking about the Exponential 11, the 11 things that you have to have to grow your business exponentially. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you working hard but barely seeing any growth? And if you do see growth, is it taking way longer than you would like? If you feel like no matter how hard you work, you always hit a ceiling when you're trying to scale, business is good is going to help you break through fast. I'm your host, Chris Cooper. I've been able to grow a 200-word daily blog into a $20 million worldwide business. I've actually done it, and I'm sharing my personal stories and details of how you can too. The key was to use simple models to grow fast, and then teaching those models to others to help them scale too. On this show, I'm going to share those exact models with you. So let's dive in. These 11 came from this amazing book, Exponential Organizations, right here, written by Salim Ishmael et al. I'm going to talk about this, and I'm going to break these 11 things down, but then I'm going to also talk about how I approach this in my business so you have an example, and you can compare against how you're doing in yours. I'm sure there are places that I'm weak in my business where you're excelling and vice versa, and hopefully this podcast can help you determine what those are. The coolest thing about the book is that the 11 critical components of an exponentially growing organization are divided into systems and processes and creativity and people. And they explain them using the same analogy I do, which is the left brain and the right brain. The left brain of your business is in charge of systems and processes and data. The right brain of your business is in charge of creativity, managing growth and having empathy for people. And so we're going to go through them in that order. But first, the crowning piece, the most important one of the 11 we're going to start there, and that is called an MTP, a Massive Transformational Purpose. What you need to have in your business is a beacon that tells your staff why you're there. Now, other authors have written amazing books on this, like The Vivid Vision by Cameron Harold. And what that does is it tells you how to get your mission or your MTP, your Massive Transformational Purpose, out of your head and onto paper. For me, that is make 10,000 gym owners wealthy. And what that does is it sets a goal for everybody in the organization to be focused on and also a filter for everything that we do. Will this program help more gym business owners become wealthy or will it not? That is the, the first filter that we start off with. So before anything else, you have to have a massive transformational purpose. And the book goes into really great depth on how to determine what this is. But I really love Vivid Vision by Cameron Harold for determining what this MTP is getting it out of your head and then teaching it to everybody else because that's what's really important. And around where I am here, the Two Brain Workshop, in our hallways, in the other offices, we have these big posters of our vivid vision. And that determines what we're trying to do, what our actual goals are numerically, and you know a, a bunch of other stuff like how we donate, how we treat people, our core values, et cetera. Now what I want to talk about is like the systems and tools that the internal attributes that you need in your company to grow exponentially. And this uh, follows the, um, the, the acronym IDEAS. So I-D-E-A-S, Interfaces, Dashboards, Experimentation, Autonomy, and Social Technologies. These are all attributes of an exponential business. Let's go through those. And these are internal attributes. These are things that have to happen within the company. So the first is interfaces. Do you have very clear ways 
for people to interact with you, your clients, your staff, your leads, your leadership team? Do you know exactly how that happens? So for example, my client's uh, interface is Facebook. Most of them interface with me there. Secondly, a lot of them interface with me through email. I interface with my staff through Slack because I want to have that private channel just for my staff. And I have uh, some clients who run their own coaching business and we use a different channel for them called Voxer. I have a different process that I'll share on another episode. The reason I want different interfaces is so that I know where to prioritize. If I'm sitting in traffic, like you know, waiting for my kid to come out of the mall or whatever, not, not in traffic, I don't check my phone in traffic. What I'm doing is I say, okay, I've got five minutes. Where do I start? Do I look at my email? Do I look at my client interface, my staff interface, or my high-level client interface? Well, I always start with the high-level clients because I like to respond to them fastest. And so I look at Voxer. If there's a message there, I'll go do that first. Okay. So the first thing that you need is to define your interfaces. It's okay if everybody's on the same interface, but in general, you want to separate out communication between your staff and your clients at least. The second thing is dashboards. You need to know which metrics are actually important to your business and um, track them regularly. The simpler the dashboard, the better. So at TwoBrain, we track uh, about six different key metrics, leads, sales calls booked, sales calls converted. Then we track uh, ROI by the clients, like what kind of return are they actually getting in our program? That is so important to me. So I know in each one of our programs exactly what the ROI is. And then we track uh, retention by mentor. We want to make sure that the mentors can keep our clients around long enough to deliver on the promise that we made them. And so these are the six key uh, things that I'm looking at our dashboard for. There are other metrics that we look at too, like revenue and profit, et cetera. And I look at those with my leadership team. But on any given day, I want to be able to see a dashboard so that I know how we're doing. You don't have to be crazy about this like I am. You can just look at this every single month, but you need these dashboards to frame your conversations and to set up your dashboard, you need to collect data. And so that the dashboard serves as a forcing function. The E in ideas for internal attributes of exponentially growing companies is experimentation. We've all heard stories of a company that disrupted an, an industry, right? Like there was an old industry that was kind of like, you know, running an old way for 40 or 50 years. And then a new entrepreneur launched a startup that completely disrupted it. I can think of lots of examples, but Uber is a great example. You know, the taxi business stayed exactly the same for 70 years, maybe a hundred. And then Uber came along and completely disrupted the industry. Uh, and the same could be same for like retail supply chains with Amazon. Um, I'm sure you can think of other examples too. But the key to an exponentially growing company is to not get disrupted. And so you have to have internal experimentation. There's, this is a two-sided coin. So you have to be constantly like disrupting yourself. Is this thing that I'm doing in my coaching business actually the best thing for my clients right now? Am I delivering the right material at the best possible time for this client? You need this constant self-audit process and also the ability to add new ideas without upsetting the apple cart and throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So what we do for experimentation is if uh, every month we measure metrics from all of our clients across the board. We have an app for this, which is a, like our client dashboard. And we produce uh, like a top 10 list for each metric that we measure for our clients. And then we publish that list. 
So here are the top 10 people for most members. Here are the top 10 for most revenue. Here's the top 10 for client value. Here's the top 10 for retention, et cetera. And then we look at that list and we interview those clients and we say, hmm, what is Bob doing differently at his gym that has his retention so much higher than the average? And we'll interview him and we might put him on our podcast. And then we'll take what he's learned and we'll ask ourselves, is that better than what we're currently teaching? We might test it out on some mentors' gyms and take their data. And if it does turn out that Bob's retention idea is an improvement on what we're teaching, we will adopt that practice and teach it to everybody else. And this means that over time, we're uh, constantly transforming ourselves. We're constantly disrupting our own curriculum and we're doing it faster and better than anybody else can. Instead of saying, here's the model and then teaching that model for 20 years, which would leave us open to disruption from com competitors, we actually audit and update our curriculum way faster than they can. And so our moat keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger in the fitness space. Even though they like to attack the two brain model, um, that model is always changing <laughs> and it's, it's driven by data and experimentation. Uh, we actually, uh, we have a core value called evidence-based decision-making, which means that we're always looking for improvement. And this improvement has to prove itself as being better than what we're currently taught. But when we find something better with data to support it, we're quick to adopt it and teach it to our clients. The fourth attribute of an exponentially growing company is autonomy. The staff know their job and they know how to do a great job without constant oversight. That means that the client success managers don't need me to remind them to follow up with a client. The mentors have a, um, a plan for each call. They have kind of a template, but they know to draw on their own personal experience to get the clients the best result. There's a lot of autonomy built into the company. And we actually set the company up that way on purpose. Not because I don't want to know what people are doing, but I only want to know outcomes. And so if you want to have autonomy in your company, you have to, to find optimal outcomes. So if our outcome is like sell business coaching, then what I'm going to measure is how much business coaching are we selling? But our outcomes are always geared to client results. In the second phase of our program, I want our clients to reach $100,000 in net owner benefit. And we constantly measure are the mentors getting clients to 100K net owner benefit? We also measure ROI, to, and that's a measure of like how fast they're getting the outcome that we want. And then um, the mentors are free to change their calls as long as they stay within like the guidelines of our curriculum and our call template. But the faster they can get clients to 100K, the better. And when a mentor is getting people to 100K net owner benefit faster than anybody else, guess what? We interview them. How are you doing it? And teach that to the other mentors. Okay. Finally, social technologies. Um, I've been writing a blog for well over a decade, but social technologies serve as an amplifier. Internally, that's like our private Facebook groups. And externally, those are our public Facebook groups, email lists, and social platforms. What that means is that we can go to an audience where they're sitting and consuming content instead of waiting for them to like pick up the paper and see our ad or drive past our our big billboard, or uh, see you know our phone number in the yellow pages. We can go to them. And that, that's a key aspect of social technologies that most businesses have now is they have social technology, but only about 20% of businesses are adequately using social technology. The people who are best at it are usually information businesses like business coaching or fitness coaching or otherwise. 
So the left hemisphere of the brain is the internal attributes that you need to grow exponentially. That's your interfaces, your dashboards, your experimentation, your autonomy, and your social technologies. The right side of your brain are the external attributes that a company must have to grow exponentially. These uh, follow the acronym SCALE, S-C-A-L-E, short for staff on demand, community and crowd, algorithms, leveraged assets, and engagement. And if you feel like, well, these are more the creative, the empathetic, the audience building tasks, you are right. You have to be good at these things. So the first is staff on demand. You have to create a pipeline for future staff. And a lot of this comes back to a clearly defined massive transformational purpose. If people align with your mission, they want to get on board. They, they don't know what's required. They don't know what it pays. They just want to be part of the mission. And so you have to start there. But what you also have to do is always be hiring. And that means you almost have to think of your um, staffing recruitment and training as a funnel, just like a marketing funnel for your clients. You have to have staff when you're ready. So for us, we train and hire mentors internally. We certify them. We teach them how to mentor other people. At any given time, there's a waiting list of at least 20 high quality people who know our material and are passionate about the two brain method and mission. The C is for community and crowd. So beyond your tribe, you have to have this larger, broader community of people who are paying attention, even if they're not paying you money. These might be fans. They might be supporters. They might just be people who are watching. That's fine. But the reality is that people have to be in your community for a while before they become your client. And so we nurture these communities. We have an email list of about 30,000. We have public Facebook groups. GymOwnersUnited.com is a good example with over 6,000 people in it. These are people who might never buy anything from us. But being in that community means that we are supporting them anyway. They might buy something from one of our partners. They might buy something from me 10 years from now. Maybe they're just not ready to be my client yet. But they're in that community that's paying attention and our influence is helping them. They might even refer somebody to us later on. Third, you need algorithms. You need to know exactly what's working for your marketing so that you can go all in on that. And that means you need to track your ad spend, your client acquisition costs, and other marketing metrics so that you know where to invest more time and money. If Instagram is giving you good lead flow, invest more in Instagram and cut back on the thing that's not. You know, Maybe it's cold calling or, or outreach. But you need to have algorithms in your business that automatically allow your staff to adjust what you're doing to get more clients. Mark, marketing and advertising used to be an art. Now it's a science. The data people get the best results in advertising now. Fourth, you need leveraged assets. So what that means is that you need to create things that can be delivered 24 hours a day without you being present. A leveraged asset is something like a course or a book or you know, a lecture on demand or a podcast, things that will stick around forever that people can access any time without your constant attention. Media is the best leveraged asset. Uh, public facing media is like YouTube videos and uh, your blog, for example, or your podcast. Internal leveraged assets would be your courses, your curriculum, your strategy guides, um, your seminars, stuff like that. Okay, But the assets have to be leveraged. You can't just show up and teach one call after another if you're a business coach. And finally, you need engagement. 
you need engagement from your staff, you need engagement from your partners, you need engagement from your clients, and you need engagement from your audience. If you stop talking to any one of these groups, they will start to drift away. Attention is the most precious commodity available to us as entrepreneurs right now. And back and forth engagement, not just shoveling content at them, uh, not like speaking over them, not going silent is key to scaling up your business. If you want to be an exponential organization, again, you need these 11 things, or you need at least eight or nine of them, and you can identify which ones are weakest. So here's what I want you to do. Take out a piece of paper and write down at the top, MTP, Massive Transformational Purpose. Then I want you to draw a circle and a line down the middle of that circle. On the left hand of that circle, I want you to write the word ideas, okay? It's an acronym, so leave space beside each letter. On the right-hand side of the circle, I want you to write the word scale, okay? For ideas, you need interfaces, dashboards, experimentation, autonomy, and social technologies. For scale, you need staff on demand, community and crowd, algorithms, leveraged assets, and engagement. If you have those 11 things, the massive transformational purpose, the, the five internal attributes and the five external attributes, then there is nothing stopping you from scaling exponentially. But if you're missing any one of those things, you will not scale as fast. And if you're missing two or three, you might not scale at all. Scaling exponentially means that you're no longer going out and getting one client at a time. Scaling exponentially means that your clients are further clients or your community is constantly feeding you a new client stream. Scaling incrementally which is what you do in a service business means you go out and you get one client at a time. Eventually, I would love every business to be able to scale exponentially. And I hope that this helped you as much as this book, Exponential Organizations, helped me. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I had a great time recording this episode for you. And I hope that you took away a model that you can use today. Hopefully you got a lot of valuable takeaways that will inspire you to take action and see new results in your business. Don't forget to take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review the show. That's the best way to show your support and help us get the word out. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at businessisgood.com.